At first she held back thinking that she didn't fit the criteria for what a model should look like, but in the end, she went all in and became who we all know as All Natural Mama. Let's take a look. I'm sure most people, or at least a lot of people, already know who you are, but for the ones that don't, um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your backstory and kind of how you got into OnlyFans. Okay, so I always like to say this. I'm like, my husband made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I don't know if you know, but um, we were actually traveling. We bought a little eight-foot truck camper and decided to live life wild and live like off the grid traveling. So I kind of need something where it was like, what can I, what can I do on the road? And I've always loved taking photos and I always wanted to be like a model. Um, but I always found myself, I didn't fit like the criteria for what you think a model should look like. So that always kind of held me back from being myself. And then when I learned about OnlyFans, it was like, hey, I can just take pictures and, you know, do videos and showcase what I look like and make money off that and do that on the road. So I was like, okay. And then my husband was like, you should do that. <laughs> like, it's a no brainer. You should do that. You like doing that stuff. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so in, that was in 2021. So I started that and I kind of used it as my modeling. Like I didn't do a lot of um, explicit stuff kind of on there. And then I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do that anymore. So I actually quit. And I only did it for like four months, I think. And then I took, I quit for like four, for four months after that too, I quit. And then it was like, okay, well now I don't have work. Like I haven't, I didn't do any work and it was with my daughter and it was like, hey, what can I do? So um, talking with my husband again, it was like, why don't you just start it up again? You know what you're doing, you've learned, right? So since March 2022, I was like, okay, if I do it, I'm doing it. I'm not giving up. I'm not stopping. And I'm just going to, you know, go hard at it. And now it's, what, July 2023. So I've been doing it full time since March last year. Interesting. Yeah, because I was kind of trying to put together the timeline. Um, you know, I, I, I actually watched earlier today, I was looking at your channel, your YouTube channel, and I, I watched that video as you and your husband sitting there kind of telling the story of how you guys met and the, the story was was awesome so you so if i remember you you worked at a bar he was uh -huh. a tuna fisherman yeah and whoever was driving his boat crashed the boat into the beach yeah <laughs> and he ends up coming in you know getting a drink at the bar and that's kind of how you guys met so t tell us a little bit about that uh that story yeah so he had to get rescued by coast guard off the beach and the owner of the pub was his was his captain of the ship of the boat so he's like my uncle runs the the bar let's go to the bar so he came in and i had no interest in him i was like nope not you know whenever i was like pawning him off to other girls who i knew were looking to mingle and you know start something up and when he came off the boat like he was pretty scruffy uh, he's a big dude, but he was like really scruffy too. So I was 21 at the time, I think. And I was like, this guy's 30 years old. You know, like my 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 older um, co-workers, like the waitress, I'm like, you should go after, you know, after him. And they're like, he's 20. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, okay. And then that kind of, I don't know, knowing he was younger, I guess, kind of like 
made it more interesting. And then I was playing soccer, so he was interested in coming to my soccer games, which a lot of the um, regulars at the pub would come to as well. So he tagged along, and then I got to know him, and then it was like I rejected him for him asking me to be his girlfriend. I rejected him when he told me he loved me. <laughs> and then I ended up proposing to him. <laughs> <laughs> so for for anybody watching this pod, um, I'll have your YouTube channel linked down in the description below. <laughs> they can go check out, kind of see the full story of that. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, it's a story, all right. <laughs> so it sounds like he was kind of supportive with OnlyFans from the beginning. Was 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 did he knew about it and told it told you about it or was it how did it kind of all come into your awareness so i learned from OnlyFans from trisha paytas on youtube i don't know if you know her but she's she's a big youtube star so i learned it from her and it was kind of like she popularized it or something way back when um so i was like okay what is this i kept seeing like of 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 what the heck is of and then i'd click and it wouldn't open anything. It was like, you have to buy it. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So nothing came really about that until like the, the pandemic. And then he, my husband was like, you should do it. So he found it on TikTok, which is funny because I don't go on TikTok. But he was the one who's like, babe, these girls are doing this like OnlyFans thing on TikTok. Like you should, you should do it. So I was like, okay, that's what it is. Like I put it all together. And I was like, okay. So he's, yeah, he's been really supportive. He he knows it's business, which is amazing. And we have a really good, like, trusting, loyal relationship as well. We've been together for almost 10 years. So it's, you know, we have a lot of, like, background history. So he's, yeah, he's awesome. And he's going to be helping me out more with it, too, as I'm expanding as well, which will be really nice. How do you think you would have, because there's a lot of creators that are kind of in, you know, the opposite situation, right, where they want to do OnlyFans, but their boyfriend, husband, whatever, they don't agree with it, they're jealous, whatever the case may be. How do you think you kind of would have, you know, responded if your husband was not supportive, didn't want you to do it, whatever? How do you think you would have gone about that? I honestly, I think maybe I wouldn't have done it if it put that much of a burden on a relationship. I probably wouldn't do it. But then it's also goes into more than that and it goes into your relationship and why does your significant other not want you to do that and is it because of you or is it because of them so it's understanding your relationship and maybe maybe the person you're with maybe isn't even the one that you're supposed to be with as well like you know you can you can test those boundaries too and it's just it depends if it's worth it to you like is it worth it to have an OnlyFans or is it worth it to have a relationship so it it depends it's hard to kind of like give a real answer on that because every single relationship is totally different right did you have like um were there other family members I mean was your whole family supportive right away or were there other members that were like judging you and all that so oh, that's a good that's a good question so I did it for over a year I think time no it was before Christmas so I must have done it for like nine months I didn't tell anybody um and then it it was really weighing me down like when I'd go see my family and it's like I have to tell them because I'm pretty close with my mom and my sister and my grandparents so I was like I I had to go and tell them my sister was um 
pretty open about it. My mom was actually really great about it as well. Um, I haven't told my dad. I don't really have a super strong relationship with him, but I don't, haven't told my father and my grandma knows. <laughs> and my husband's like mom, dad, sister, and they all know and everyone's been pretty good. Like there's never, there hasn't been anything negative um, about it. Um, but, are they kind of uh, like, are they kind of like, uh, you know, you go girl kind of thing or they're, or they're, are they like, yeah, you do that, but don't tell us about it kind of thing. My sister is like, don't even talk about it, which is funny because her best friend does it. And <laughs> so it's like, we get to mingle about it, but she's like, don't talk to me about it. I don't really care, but then I'll tell her things and she's like, oh, okay. And you know, she kind of wants to know. My mom doesn't really understand it. Like, she's like, I just don't understand it. And I've showed her, not showed her, but like I've explained to her a lot of times, like this is what I do and you know, all these things. And she's slowly starting to be like, okay. And then my grandma's just like, <laughs> you're, she's just like, oh, you're gonna be the death of me. So, you know, obviously you have all these different things that you're kind of juggling with YouTube, you know, being a mom, creating your content for OnlyFans you know, posting on Reddit, doing all the different things. Um, take us through kind of like an average day with you. What does your normal day look like with all that? Okay, so I wake up at around like 5.30 in the morning so I can have the time to just be by myself in the morning before like my husband and my daughter wakes up. So I'm promoting on Reddit during that time and like commenting on posts and uh, responding to anything on OnlyFans. And if I need to post anything, then I'm doing that. And then it's pretty much like crazy mom morning. It's like, what's for breakfast? I want to play games, you know, let's watch TV. <laughs> so it's, it's all those mom things that you would normally do anyways. And then uh, as the day goes on, I'm... Either I have coaching calls or I'm booking coaching calls. So I'll have certain like scheduling times where I'm going to have an hour of that for the other creators. And then after that, it'll be like, mom, let's go inside. Let's go for a walk or something like that. And then lunchtime and whatever. And during all that too, I'm kind of on my phone every once in a while, like checking messages or if anything pops up, I'm doing that. And then when it's evening time, then that's when we all kind of wind down and then I get in the zone there and I'm promoting again and answering messages. I'm scheduling content as well on OnlyFans in the evening for um, the next day and the day after. So I kind of do that. And then I'm not even lying. I'm in bed by like 8.30, 8 o'clock. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. <laughs> that sounds pretty close to my schedule. I'm usually... I'm I'm up early, you know, up at four in the morning, five or so, and then in bed, eight thirty, nine. I yeah, I like that so much better. I like I sit outside now that it's summertime and I've moved near the mountains too. So I sit outside and the sun comes just above the mountain at like six o'clock. So I'm like on my phone posting on Reddit and the sun's coming up and I'm like, Oh my god, this is so nice. <laughs> I love it. You uh okay, so for us, the biggest drivers, like, so when it comes to OnlyFans promotion, the biggest drivers of, of traffic and fans for us is TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube. For you, you spend, if I understand properly, the majority of your time promoting on Reddit. Uh, okay. Is that right? 
Yeah. So what do you, th- what do you think are kind of some key things that have worked for you on Reddit? Um, and what's kind of like the, the hard, the hard things about Reddit? Like what are the challenges with it and how do you kind of like handle all that? Okay. So Reddit, I didn't even know what it was when I started. So I had to learn and apparently I was doing it wrong. <laughs> so you have a profile on Reddit, which nobody uses when they're on Reddit. So I was like, well, it's like Facebook. I'm just going to post on my profile, you know, and post pictures and say what I'm up to and all that stuff. So that's how I used it. And then people are like, why are you posting on your profile? Like, what is what is going on? But I just did that. And I learned that by doing that and just making it personal and showcasing kind of who I was, not just with like OnlyFans. Um, a lot of people, you know, kind of were attracted to my personality that way. And they're like, who is this person? So that's how I run Reddit. Um, of course, I do have the OnlyFans promoting side to it as well. But I like to showcase who I am and just treat it as a huge community of people who just follow me and like me and like are excited to see what I'm going to say or post or if I crack a joke because I like to be really funny and punny on there too. And um, people kind of know that about me. But where it's hard is tying in the OnlyFans aspect to it. And you're allowed to post basically anything you want on Reddit. But there's just like so many rules too. So it's like you can't post every, you can only post between like um, three times a day. You can only post every hour. So you can't say you have OnlyFans. You can't put your link in it. You can't comment and go to my profile. There's like a lot of these rules in there and you have to really pay attention to it or you can easily just get shadow banned or deleted out of the subreddit. And there's a lot of people on there, too, who are like, oh, you're just posting because you want to promote your OnlyFans, too. So that's kind of the battle um, with doing that. But once you learn the platform and um, know you don't just post for your work, like you you showcase your personal side a little bit on there, then it's a little bit easier to gain traction and to have a good time on there. If that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it makes perfect sense because I think most creators kind of do exactly what you just said. And the the sole purpose that they get onto Reddit is to basically go, you know, post and spam all these different subreddits okay. and post their OnlyFans links. And that's like very obvious that that's the only reason that they're there, which it sounds like you kind of take a more human approach and allow people to sort of see your personality and stuff like that. Do you think that's yeah. why Reddit works for you? Yes, honestly, I do. I do. And I take the time to get to know my followers as well. Like, I made it my goal when I started to respond to every single every single person's comment on there. Like, just them acknowledging my post and saying something nice or sweet or anything, really. And it just took a second out of my day to just be like, thank you. And the amount of people who responded back to me just, like, shocked <laughs> and that I responded back to their comments was just, like, I made their year like it was like wow this person's actually putting time and energy into into me and that was kind of more important to me than bringing them over to OnlyFans like I I enjoy that part a lot and I've always enjoyed that with anything I've done it's just kind of like you know make help making someone's day or 
being the reason maybe they smile once that day at least or something like that and yeah that's just kind of but just for like uh for for creators that are thinking about getting into reddit um for you personally are you i mean is there like a handful of subreddits that you primarily focus on or are you posting in a bunch of different subreddits or like how do you what's kind of the configuration or the workflow that you have yeah, so I post everywhere except in OnlyFans subreddits, which is what you'd think you would do, but I you don't. Um, I post in basically everything to do with my characteristics of what I look like or what I'm wearing or even the characteristics of the photo itself, whether it's like inside or outside. And those are the subreddits that I post in. And some examples would be like mom ones, milf, wife, um, blonde, you know, like those type of characteristics. And I also post in subreddits that are safe for work as well. So selfie and just like cute smiles and those types of things as well. So it's really trying to get people to uh, post in subreddits where people are looking for those certain things that they like physically as an attraction and then blending that in with your personality as well on there. Okay, so I have one one more question about Reddit, and then we can move on. <laughs> yeah, so, that's okay. Because <laughs> um, I'm, re- I really, I'm, not, I don't consider myself an expert at, in Reddit at all. Um, so I'm curious how you know, because there are a lot of creators that do have some pretty good results with Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, so when you're posting in these different subreddits, I mean, how important is it that you get upvoted to the top of these subreddits or are you able to generate enough traffic without ever getting upvoted to the top? Or like, do you, is that kind of the main strategy you have to get to the top of the subreddits? So I post in probably like between 40 and 60 subreddits twice a day. And I do not expect them to be in the top at all. Like, I know that that's just having high hopes and as long as I'm getting a couple upvotes and people are commenting on my stuff, I know people are looking. And like thinking about what you just said, you know, I I always tell people that I even coach too and it's like you never know who's looking. You you could get 500 people looking at your your photo and you get 500 upvotes, but none of them want to buy right? And you could get like two upvotes on one photo and that person wants to buy, that person has OnlyFans, you know, that person wants to spend money on you. So I always say that it honestly, it doesn't really matter that much. Um, You do, you know, you do definitely want to have some posts where you're at the top because more people are going to see you as well and that's going to be more attraction to you. But the goal of Reddit is actually to, to gain karma and that's how your posts kind of grow in the subreddits. And to gain karma, you have to be commenting and responding to people and posting consistently and creating that engagement. And then that ultimately helps your posts kind of stay up top, whether you even have a little bit of uploads or a lot of uploads. Gotcha. Would you say there's any other, um, for you personally, is there any other social media platforms or channels that that are working really well for you right now? YouTube, definitely. Okay, so would you say like Reddit is your number one and YouTube is two or YouTube is number one? What do you think? Yeah, Reddit is definitely number one. I've done polls on my pages as well to see where fans come from and it's still Reddit. 
Um, YouTube is number two for sure. By the way, if you want to learn the best systems and strategies to grow your social media and really level up your skills to get more fans consistently, be sure to check the link down in the description below, or you can scan the QR code on the screen here. Remember, average skills are going to give you average results, and average is not going to pay your bills in this business. It's up to you to master these skills and learn how to properly promote your account if you want to see real long-term success in the business. And now back to the podcast. So I talked to a lot of different creators and everyone kind of has like a different response to this, but like if, you know, when you're out and about in real life, have you ever had situations where people have recognized you from being online, OnlyFans, anything like that, where they've approached you? No, but I want someone to. <laughs> that would be so cool. But sometimes I get weird vibes. Like, I'm like, this person keeps looking at me and I, I don't know why. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe they know me. Honestly, I, I don't think people know me just because I'm in Canada and a lot of my viewers and fans are in the States. So I feel like there's not a lot of people, but I have met, um, actually, I've met YouTube fans who are girls like me who live near me. And, you know, I've met them and stuff, but it's never really anybody like out there being like, oh, my God, who, you know, you're Onesha Momar, you're Anne. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because some creators, you know, they're they're completely mortified by the idea of like, you know, one of their fans recognizing them in real life and stuff like that. And then, you know, other creators like I was, you know, I had Katie on the pod not too long ago. She's like, oh, yeah, one of my fans ran up to me. It was so awesome. And we said, blah, blah. I was like. That's hey, so cool. So for, I, so for you, you're saying that like if that happened, you'd actually be excited about it? Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I don't know. I've never experienced it though. So I, I'm just saying this blindly, but I think that would be be really cool. Honestly, I'd be I'd be more excited to probably meet them than them meet me. Honestly, <laughs> it would be like the opposite. <laughs> And it seems like it seems like every creator I talk to has at least one stalker story. Um, maybe you're kind of you know, like you said, out you know in Canada. Maybe there's not as much of an audience where where you are. But ha have you ever had weird you know fans that have tried to stalk you, do anything weird like that? Uh, I I I don't think so. I can't recall any times like that. I don't really give too much information on where I live, though. Like, I don't go into specifics. Um, but I I honestly, I don't think I've ever had a stalker in Alpenwood. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, so you have so you have other girls that recognize you from YouTube. What, so what if uh, if if, you know, one of your fans comes up to you and they say, you know, on a scale from one to 10, how difficult is it to make a livable income from OnlyFans? What what would be your response to that? Oh, that's a good question. I'd say it's about a five, a five out of 10. It, de it depends on your work, work ethic. It depends on if you actually want to do it. And it depends on your why, why you want to do it as well. Yeah, I guess what do you feel like is the hardest part with, with OnlyFans? Um, definitely the social media aspect and realizing like when I first started, I was like, oh, there's no explore page. <laughs> there's no home page. Like what? <laughs> so it was, it's really getting your name out there and getting people to see you and 
you feel like you're putting in all this time and energy for from promoting and nobody comes to you or maybe just like one or two you know fans come to you and you feel like it's worthless right like it's not your time it doesn't equal the money you know your effort isn't um shown properly so that's definitely um very difficult and also knowing when to take a break as well and like just stopping and just being like hey just like a regular job you know you have your weekends or you have some some days off somewhere in there where you're not doing anything you go on vacation or whatever and this you're working for yourself so it's like if you don't work you don't really necessarily make good money so it's like understanding the balance and being like okay I have to take two days off. I need a break. I need to clear my mind. I need to get the creative juices flowing again. I got to get pumped up again. So knowing when to stop and then like restarting. Do you have like any, um, do you have like any internal monologues or like mantras or like things that you tell yourself to like get your, get yourself excited and pumped? Cause I think that is like one of the biggest problems with a lot of creators is if you don't have a boss, how do you force yourself to work when you don't have to kind of thing? So how, how do you get yourself to, you know, get up and do all the things that have to be done to actually make it work? Yeah. So I'm a very competitive person. Like I've, I've been, I played soccer all my life competitively. So that kind of transformed into this since I don't play it anymore. So I need somewhere where I can be competitive still. So it's like, I want to be better every day or every week or every month so it's like I'm keeping track of my statistics and stuff like that and it's like okay how can I how can I do better you know next month or next week so I just like I'm like come on let's go you know (laughs) I like to call I'm I'm bad at copyright Nike I'm just like just do it just do it (laughs) just do it (laughs) so it's just like there's days where I don't want to do anything and I just have to just like play music, you know, and I got to like pump myself up kind of like when I would play a soccer game, I'd have to pump myself up and then it's like, OK, or looking in the mirror or something like that and being like, OK, got it. I got it. I can do this. And then just doing it and just being like, OK, nobody's talking in here anymore. I'm just going to do it. That took a lot of work, though, to do that. Yeah. And I, th- and I think like for creators that are struggling with that, like learning to do what you just said is that it's easier said than done, but yeah. like learning to build a routine where you wake up, look in the mirror, pump yourself up, put on whatever your favorite music is to get yourself in the right kind of mindset to to take on your day. I think that's a key ingredient that like is not talked about enough or, you know, people don't put enough weight on that particular part of the, of the process because you kind of have to do that to, you know, get yourself pumped up for the day and stuff like that exactly Um, how do you like kind of how do you sort of like prior prioritize all the different so you got you know you got youtube you got reddit you got creating content for OnlyFans, you got all these different things each one of them has some you know level of value but how do you how do you kind of prioritize which things you're going to work on uh and fit that into your schedule (laughs) that's a good question because i actually don't know (laughs) I don't know. I, I mean, my whole thing is like, I don't have a schedule. Like I do, but I don't. And I'm very, very in the moment. 
And that's just how it's been being a stay-at-home mom and homeschooling. Like, it's like you can't plan anything because I, I'm with my daughter. Like, it's very hard, right? So I've kind of learned to, to adjust with that. But I know my moneymaker is OnlyFans. So I know that that's like the most important thing that I need to do because it's for my family and like I, I have to make money, of course, right? So I prioritize making content for that. But in order to do that, I have to prioritize Reddit because I have to promote. So I have to just do OnlyFans and then I do promoting and then as ideas come and flow in, you know, into me and stuff, it's like, oh, okay, I have to do YouTube. Like, I don't think I've ever scheduled a actual YouTube video where I'm like, Thursday, I'm making this YouTube. It's just been like, it just pops into my head and I'm like, I have to do this right now. Like, I, I, I like that. I like being in the moment for that and expressing exactly what's going on in my head to everybody so I can help the best that I can that way. But it's hard sometimes because it's like, oh, my God, like my husband's like, you just walk around with chicken to head off, head cut off and you're just like, oh, my God, I have to do this and I have to, to do that. And he's like, I don't understand how you make this work. Like, I really have no idea how it like, but you're doing it. But then he's like, imagine if you scheduled how much better you could be, maybe. <laughs> do you think there's some sort of middle ground or do you think if somebody like with your personality type tried to build a schedule, build systems, build, you know, workflows and things like that. Do you think it would, do you think it would have an overall positive effect or do you think it would just be impossible to, to kind of adopt that kind of thing? I think it would work. Honestly, I do. I've, you know, like I am how crazy I just said I was, but <laughs> I also love learning new things and I love like change too. And I, I like writing things out. Um, it does clear some stuff going on in my mind. So when I do like write something out, I'm like, hey, at this time I have to do this. Um, so it would help. And I'm I'm trying to get into that routine now because I just am so busy and it stresses me out at times now. So it's like, okay, I have to adapt. Like I have to figure this out. I know that it'll do good for me and it'll relieve a bunch of stress. And if I need help from other people, like my husband or anybody else, then they can kind of see, okay, you know, she needs help at two o'clock or whatever it is. And then I can just be like, you do that. So it's just, it's just learning and being open to the change. And, you know, it's just, it was just been my lifestyle for so long that it's like, okay, now I need to, you know, get into the like kind of like more of a business woman um persona like i gotta put on the whole thing and be like okay this is what the business women do i need to be like them now you know obviously there's so many creators trying to do only fans and you kind of have to reach you know the top four percent three percent two percent to start making a sort of livable amount of money why do you think so many creators fail at OnlyFans? There's so many, I could, I don't, there's so many reasons that there could be. Um, I think that people think it's just really, really easy, right? Like it's just, you just, of course, you're just selling these photos. It's going to be easy. Everybody wants it, but you're also, there's also how many people I, I Googled it and you got to stand out, right? That's a lot of people. Like you got to stand out and you have to be actually 
wanting to do it, not just to make a quick buck. Like once you do it, once you're promoting, once you put your stuff out there, it's out there for life, essentially, right? So it's like you have to continue on with it. You can't just do it and expect that everything just comes to you. I think, yeah, so I think it kind of all comes down to expectation versus reality, right? Uh-huh. There's a, especially like back in 2021 when OnlyFans was really pushing their affiliate program. So you had like all these girls on TikTok, like flashing bricks of cash, talking about how they made all this money on OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, even if they weren't, you know, they were taking a bunch of cash from the strip club and then like saying they made it on OnlyFans, whatever. And so um, you had a lot of like girls that got sucked into that thinking it was so easy to make money on OnlyFans. And so the expectation doesn't really match the reality of, of how hard it is and how much work you have to put in to actually get get to those numbers. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you kind of uh, think will happen in the future, you know, with the future of OnlyFans? I mean, everybody always talks about the heydays during the pandemic and stuff like that when OnlyFans was really going viral, taking off, everything like that. Do you think it's like, um, do you think it's too saturated now or do you think it's still like a good business opportunity to get into or what do you think? I don't think it's saturated at all, honestly. I... I think it's if you are showcasing who you are and you're putting the time and effort into it, you're going to get subscribers. I also Googled, and my numbers could be wrong, but like 190 million fans. Like that's a, that's a lot of people, <laughs> you know? And it's like if you're able to get a fraction of them, you know, you're able to make money off of that. There's a lot of people that, um, you know, they hear about the heydays during the pandemic and then now you hear, oh, OnlyFans is too saturated, it's too hard, there's too, you know, all this stuff. Um, yeah, as of right now, I think OnlyFans has about 300 million active monthly users yeah. uh, per month. And so as more creators come to the platform, obviously that's going to bring more fans as well, uh, which, which brings me to another kind of topic. Um, with all these alternative fan sites, you know, you have Playboy, you have Slushy, you have you know, fansly, all these different things. What is your thought? Because I know you promote some of the al- alternatives. Before. Do you think it's helping you make more money or do you think, um, you know, it kind of distracts people away from OnlyFans? What do you What do you think is kind of the main benefit of promoting some of the other alternatives? Um, it's kind of hard for me to answer that question because as I started doing my slushy and my fansly that was because my only fans got restricted and all my stuff got flagged so i didn't think i had only fans anymore and then as that happened my dog passed away so it's been a lot of like trying to get back up to where it was in only fans now because i lost a lot um so i actually don't know the truthful answer right now but my only fans is growing back up and i'm making money off of slushy and fansly so I don't know if it's like taking away anything, but when I promote on Reddit, I only promote OnlyFans. I don't promote really Fansly or Slushy because Slushy has its own kind of home explore page and same as Fansly. So I think maybe it's not taking anything away, but I don't really have, like I haven't, I, I can't really like answer it honestly because I don't know because I'm working my way back up for everything that happened to me. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so, okay. So 
because I because I watched one of your other videos that kind of breaks down what what money comes from where and stuff like that, which I thought was a pretty interesting video. And so you're making some money from slushy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But are you are you are you not? So is that all from internal traffic from the site, or is people still getting there from your Instagram or stuff like that, or is that all? Yeah, I'm I'm genuinely curious. You know what people what kind of results people get with some of the alternative sites um with with us personally we've noticed that it can be hard to convert people onto some of the alternatives because they don't have their credit card linked up with the site they don't have an account so when they go directly to OnlyFans, they click one button to become a subscriber but if they go to an alternative they put in their name they put in their email they have to enter in their credit card information sometimes they you know they might not have heard of that site before and so you can potentially lose some traffic and some fans that way um do you do you feel like there's any truth to that or do you feel like you don't really have problems getting conversions on those sites or what what do you think um it might i know that when i did join slushy it was there wasn't a lot of people on there and then kind of as like i promoted it and alana promoted it and the whole fiasco with only fans not just for myself too with a bunch of people like alana too and it's like now slushy has like a lot of people on there so i think people are kind of like oh this is cool because it's like a tiktok it's like it's adult tiktok and obviously millions of people love tiktok so if they can get the adult version of it then they're gonna want to go over there of course right um but i don't like i don't know i've only been on on slushy for i think this is my third month because I started in the end of of April, beginning of May, and then learned it for like my first month, and then did it, you know, for the second month, and now it's kind of been the third month. Interesting. Yeah, I th- I'm actually, I'm actually think a lot of the alternatives are really cool, you know, feature wise, and all the stuff they can do, and you know, the automation and all that stuff. But the but yeah, the it's really just comes down to the the user uh, situation where a lot of the alternatives just don't quite have the users i'm all for it. i mean if they can if they can get up to only fans or beat only hey i'm all about it I'll, I'll jump on that one of those so fast but um but yeah so but the reason i brought it up is is for a creator because a lot of creators have that question right when they're starting out they're like oh should i get on only fans is only fans too set should i do you know slushy or should i do this 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 that would you say that only fans is still the best platform if, if somebody's brand new right and they're thinking about doing this whole you know fan site thing is OnlyFans still what you would suggest people do or would you say something else? Yeah, I would suggest OnlyFans because almost everybody knows about it. Who People who are looking for that know about it. It's known, right? Um, but as those other things come out, then they're getting popular. But I think if you start with OnlyFans, then you can grow, like kind of what I'm doing, then you can grow your other ones because you're, it's it's easier to make i think it's easier to make money on OnlyFans than the other ones because i'm kind of doing it and when i when my page my only fans page got restricted and i couldn't post on there and i literally thought like i told everybody i was quitting only fans and you know transitioning to fansly actually i was only promoting fansly and the ratio from fans from OnlyFans that I'd get in a day to fansly was like this. Like it was like nothing. And I thought it would be the same. I honestly did because I thought it was well known. 
but I guess for people still like the OnlyFans because it's been around for so long too and people just know about it and I think people trust like they want to trust it right so they know it's like on the news they know it's you know on Google it's all in all these places so the, the fans trust it more for their sake and knowing that it's a good website but once you yeah once you like gain your base kind of your OnlyFans base then like I said you can branch off and people might follow you over there or whatever like they'll find you on those sites gotcha and especially for like the fans that have been i mean there's some fans where their card doesn't work on only fans or they've been kicked off the site or whatever yeah and that could potentially be beneficial to have somewhere for them to go yes um, but i think that's you know what you said is super important when you basically transition from only fans to fansly and on all of a sudden your income your conversions dropped even though your marketing effort was the same. Uh -huh. So you can essentially, you know, have yield higher profits by pushing your marketing efforts towards OnlyFans is, is what I'm hearing. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's definitely accurate. And I've, I've heard a lot of creators are like, I, you know, I tried OnlyFans and I couldn't do it. And Fansly is making me like X amount of money and it's like a good amount of money. So it's kind of it's kind of like OnlyFans too. You have creators who make really good money on OnlyFans as well, and then some who don't make money. But as I kind of proved it in a way for me, it was like the people I was attracting. I guess the fans I was attracting weren't really into Fansly, or somebody else who maybe does different content than me, even or looks different than me. And maybe those people are on Fansly. So it, de it depends who you are too and what you're doing, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So there, there. So another kind of big topic in the whole OnlyFans world, where there's strong opinions on both sides, is um, the mental health aspect of it. So obviously, you know, there's a lot of people looking at you, judging you, objectifying you. Do you feel like that has affected your mental health in any negative way, or what do you think about all that? I, I would. I mean, I would be lying if I said no. But I, I've worked a lot on my mental health for the past, like, how old am I? 32. For, like, 10 years. Like, since before I met my husband, actually. So I've kind of been doing that a lot. And I find that I don't need validation from anybody else other than myself. Now, the thing about that is, like, I get a lot of which is good. I get a lot of positive comments, but because I get so many positive comments when I do get, I mean, for anybody, and I do get that one negative comment, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I'm like, that hurts. But what I have learned is what they say doesn't have anything to do with me, right? We all have preferences. We all have things that we like or are attracted to, and that's what makes us so amazing. So, when I see that, I'm like, okay, that's okay. That's their opinion. But when I see it on, like, say, Reddit, for instance, and somebody went out of their way to say something mean to me when they didn't even, like, it doesn't have anything to do with them, I go to their profile. That's the first thing I do. So I always check them out, and I see that they're just rude to everybody. So I kind of, I'm like, okay, you know, like, I know that it's not about me. It's about them, and they're just sadly not like a nice person so I'm like okay that's you know that's okay but for people who maybe who haven't really necessarily done you know a lot of mental health stuff it 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 can control your life 
it really can. And, you know, like where you need validation from people or the negativity just kind of, you get sucked into it. And it's just what I talk a lot lot about too is just understanding your worth as a person, as a human, as a woman, as a male. Like just understanding that, that you're more than what people say you are. And that's hard. I'm, I'm getting teared up because <laughs> it means so much to me. But well, it's I hard. think it's it's super, super important. Uh, it's a super important topic because we all have a negativity bias, right? We can get a thousand positive comments and that's then not- the one you get stuck on, you know, the one negative one, you just obsess over it. And I think that's crippling for a lot of creators. Um, do you have Do you have any sort of like you know, like mental hacks or, you know, things that you do to where if you feel like you're getting sucked into that negative loop, uh, what do you do to kind of get out of that? Um, I, you know, I kind of let it stew with me for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like I let it do its thing or it's, you know, where I feel like it's kind of eating me up for a moment. But then I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I'm like, you know, like, bad words or whatever whatever I have to do to just be like you know f you or whatever it is I need to do and then it's like I'm just gonna look at everybody who said nice things or I'm just gonna you know say something nice to somebody because I want to do that and then I want to feel good again and I just kind of power through and then next thing I know I'm kind of like oh yeah that person said this thing and then I start laughing honestly like (laughs) I end up just laughing I don't know laughter really cures a lot of things for me and I just I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's anybody who decides to get into the, this world, <laughs> there's, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of trolls, a lot of haters, uh, you know, especially TikTok, Instagram reels, YouTube. I mean, Reddit has a pretty sizable, uh, population of, sad mad little trolls too <laughs> so yeah no matter what platform you get into there's probably going to be at least a small percentage of people that are doing that so it's kind of just uh part of the game yeah i would say i experienced it actually i just remember this when you were talking i got i don't know if you know but i got interviewed by business insider about my reddit journey and when that article came out they posted it on Facebook and I don't really use Facebook and I wasn't, I didn't want to look, but I did. (laughs) So I decided to look at the comments and I kind of knew already what people were going to say and stuff, but I never really experienced that. And there was a lot of hate. There was a lot, a lot of hate. And that really did, you know, hit me hard. And it was because it was like a lot. But there was some awesome people in there who were like, you know, they have my back and they're like, you don't even know what she does, you know, like a bunch of these things. So it was awesome to see that support too. But it went back to why am I doing it? Like I'm bringing food to my table. I chose to do it. I'm a grown woman. Like, you know, this stuff is when you're when you're in this world, this stuff is actually very natural and it's everybody does it when you think about it like everybody does this you know the sexy stuff in their life sometime you know like that stuff when you think about that it's very kind of normal and I I almost had to live through that agony of like everybody saying all these mean things to me to kind of experience it 
and be like, okay, that didn't mess my day up. That didn't, you know, mess my week up. But I had to feel that like pain a little bit and be like, okay. But that was, it was kind of a cool experience in a way to see that and to see people all standing up for me too. Like that was, that was really cool that people didn't even know me, but they were like, hey, like mind your business. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> Do you feel it's like it's, it's almost like exposure therapy to a degree? Cause what, you know, when I first started doing, well, a long time ago, I was knocking on doors selling home improvement stuff and, you know, oh, yeah. when you're doing door to door sales, you're going to get a lot of rejection. You're going to get a lot of, <laughs> you, just, yep. you know, angry people. You knock on their door at the wrong time, whatever. And <laughs> this, this is kind of similar to a degree because you're, you know, you're obviously facing a lot of trolls and haters. And in some cases, do you feel that like it's, there's any degree that's like empowering in a way to where you kind of get this exposure therapy and just learn how to basically, you know, not, not care about people's opinions that way? Oh, yeah, totally. I feel like you need to go through it if you haven't. Um, you don't want to attract it, of course, because nobody wants that. But understanding that like you're more than what these people say and they literally have nothing to do. Like they don't even know what you're doing and you don't even know what they're doing. Are they, you know, where are they living? What do they do for work? Like, are you know, like, are they doing well in life themselves, you know, and people just judge you and then but then you get judged with anything that you do what you go to the grocery store someone's probably judging you because you're buying sugar-free peanut butter when you should be buying like regular peanut butter you know like <laughs> no matter what you're doing someone's kind of just like what is what is she wearing or what you know so I think it's good to just be like people have opinions right and it's it's okay nobody's gonna agree with you and that's with anything and being okay with that What's kind of your end goal with OnlyFans? Do you, do you see yourself kind of doing it as long as possible or are you using it as a stepping stone to maybe get into different businesses or like what's kind of the, the plan? Um, I I don't know what where I'm headed, honestly, but every day I kind of see I'm kind of finding myself being more, like expanded more and more things are coming into my life that I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that or that's a cool opportunity. So I think I like I want to continue it to do it for as long as I can, but I really want to branch out and kind of showcase who I am and kind of, you know, I really like like being someone who kind of help empower people and be myself and like my fun, you know, just YOLO <laughs> kind of person. And I like doing that. It doesn't feel like work, of course, because I'm, you know, being me when I want to do it and stuff, too. So I think just still having it because I love doing OnlyFans as well, but having it and then just like seeing what opportunities come my way. Like when I started OnlyFans, I didn't think I'd be on Alana Cole's podcast. I didn't think I'd be on your podcast. I didn't think I was going to make a YouTube, nor was I going to get interviewed by Business Insider. Like I'm like, wow, there's just <laughs> all these things that popping up that are just like, oh my God, this is so cool. So I don't have any plans to stop. I'm just, I'm just growing and expanding, I guess. Yeah. I agree that, you know, as you go, there's just going to be more doors that open up and then you never, I mean, there's, there's no way to really know or imagine what kind of doors could open in, you know, two, three, four years, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that is a pretty awesome aspect, uh, 
of the whole of, of everything, you know, when it comes to YouTube, OnlyFans, all this stuff, as you go through the process, there's just so many weird things that you, you know, that you never would have imagined that, that ends up happening. Yeah. Kind of like, um, what, who are your favorite like influencers and stuff? Is there anybody, anybody in particular that you kind of like, um, take inspiration from, or, you know, certain influencers, YouTubers, business coaches, whatever that you like to follow? Um, when I was first getting into all this, um, I was more into like the body positive, um, like women and stuff like Ashley Graham and, um, Nellie London, I think her name was like on Instagram to see these women. And it was more so body confidence because when I had my daughter, I gained 75 pounds and I was supposed to be playing competitive soccer. So <laughs> my body drastically changed and I had to do something about it or I couldn't play what I love to do. So it was like trying to get inspiration from these women who weren't your standard typical, like right when the movement was kind of starting, wasn't your standard typical like women you'd see. And it's like, wow, like I look like that. So those are kind of my influencers and they've always stuck, like I've always had them in the back of my head for doing my work. And I I don't really have anybody like um like I watch Alana Cole who I'm kind of like friends with and stuff and there's like other um YouTubers that I watch every once in a while but if I'm being honest I actually try to stay off of social media like other than working on there I actually don't go on there too much like on my own free time just because I I want to have time away from my phone and my computer and be with my daughter and like go out and explore and stuff so i've i've kind of like i as soon as i'm done work i like put my phone down i'm like no <laughs> right exactly well i think yeah i mean it's you have to have some kind of balance to where you, you know you can kind of get some of your sanity back and yeah in the times in between and yeah I'll, and i'll have your uh i'll have your youtube channel linked below but do you have any other kind of social channels that people can check out more uh, on your stuff? Yeah, well, my Instagram, it's it's not the same as my YouTube. Like, my YouTube is Oh Natural Mama, and, like, my Instagram is, like, I don't even know how to pronounce it because there's a lot of letters. It's and VIP, but with a lot of N's and a lot of E's. <laughs> and that's kind of where I mostly promote on there for everything. It's just, like, my Instagram and my uh, YouTube Okay. Well, yeah, I'll have, I'll have both your YouTube and Instagram in the description. And then, so, so kind of the last question I like to finish off with everybody is if you can, if you could give yourself, you know, one piece of advice to, to the younger version of, of yourself, what would that be? Okay. I always love this question and hate it at the same time because I always cry because I'm such a crier. Um, <laughs> I cry during Disney movies, cartoons, like anything. <laughs> um honestly it's just be yourself it's just so simple it's the hardest thing to do but it's really simple but it's just be yourself and don't compare yourself to literally anybody 